All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Boomer Dad and Millennial Comrades. First up, we got Evan. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is me. Always good to hear from you, my brother. All right. Up next, we got Jared. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. Hey, I appreciate you too, brother. Now, say hello to Jen Jen. Hello, everyone. My name is Jen Jen. Nice to be here. Uh, and thanks for coming. All right, all right. Next up, we got Boomer Dad. Was that me? Boomer Dad here. I, uh, I'm glad that you're here. I hope that you stay for a little while and uh, enjoy the topic du jour. All right. Now let's end it off with me, your favorite boy, Ozzy. All right, let's get this started, boy. Look at that. That was gorgeous, Ozzy. Thanks for it your was. intro, It was pretty man. good. That was great. All right. Yeah, uh, no problem. Today, we're going to talk okay, about... But... Oh, go ahead, Dad. No, I was going to say, what is the topic du jour? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's that we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves and who we are as people, uh, where we come from, and uh, how we got together as a podcast i think that's, that's, mm. i think that's okay. a great start uh, i can go first i like i like I, I like to talk so i like to hear myself sometimes you, you know about him. <laughs> <laughs> i like i like talking about me you know i'm a megalomaniac narcissist uh all the all the all the bad things you know all the bad traits um okay. i don't i don't believe it <laughs> it up let's go so uh well i I go by Ozzy, but my original name is actually Osvaldo. It's a, it's a name that was given to me by my dad. And he gave me that name because in Mexico, there was a famous uh, goalkeeper who goes by that name. My name's spelled with a W, but it's pronounced with a B. And uh, the famous goalkeeper was known as Osvaldo Sanchez, but I go as Osvaldo Reyes. So... Uh, he was an, a big inspiration for my dad, and basically that led to me being inspired to play soccer, and I ended up actually being a goalkeeper myself when I was younger. I uh, actually played as the goalkeeper for a lot of soccer teams, and I, at the moment, I'm a I'm an avid gamer who wants to be a programmer as a career in the future, and I believe that socialism is the path that we should take as as uh, as humans together uh that way we can all uh share the resources that i think that basically everyone has the right to so that's me i didn't know that you were a goalie that you played soccer yeah soccer is my favorite sport bro that's really cool. So, do yeah. you watch like international? Like, do you watch yeah. football? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I uh, I watch the Premier League. Finish the round. Yeah, All right. that, that's like... a rush. That's always in a rush. <laughs> looks like looks like no, looks like I'm not. I'm getting. I just want to keep it flowing. That's all. Boomer Boomer Dad wants to get in. Wants to get his word in. Let him. So let how him about you? In. Yeah, you go, Dad. You go, Dad. That wasn't my point, but okay. Wait, is he a Yugo dad? He's dad. from Yugoslavia. He's a Yugo dad. Yeah, Yugo dad. Yeah, I have a. I drive a Yugo too. Anyway, <laughs> Boomer dad. I started off in, uh, in with a great deal of interest in my life and listening to radio. So eventually, I got into radio and I became Doc, the Doc that rocks on uh, 
1017977, The Fox That Rocks. And uh, that's why I have the middle name of Doc. Has nothing to do with any medical degrees or college education or anything like that. Although I do think of myself as somewhat uh, intellectual, I am capable of carrying on conversations. As people will hear eventually as they tune in more and more to this program, Boomer Dads, Millennial Comrades. And the concept of this program began, Evan uh, Rooster has always been a, a conversationalist, and he's always had an inquisitive mind. And this kind of spawned off from his idea, and he and I had been holding phone conversations. I am in the Philippines, and uh, it's kind of an international audience that way, Ozzy being a... a uh, child of Mexican parents who came across the border and he uh, he'll eventually get around to telling his story and Jen is from China and the two boys are from Maine at this point uh, Jared lived in Florida but the the two of those comrades are are my boys that's why this is called boomer dad and uh, that's the story for me right now next up is I'll go All next. Right. All right, Jared, let's see it. Uh, I am Jared, and I I uh, enjoy programming and making video games. Uh, I that's that's me. That's all I got. I'm a communist. <laughs> that's all I got, yeah, dude. dude. Hey, yep. short short and sweet, short and sweet. That's what matters. I liked how Dad. I can't. I can't actually. I can't even recall my short-term memory so bad. One of the things that Dad said, my mic was muted, but I la- I chuckled so heartily, and I wish that it wasn't. I wish that it wasn't muted because it deserved to be there, with, like when he said it. But yeah. So Jared, specifically, I was raised as your older brother, so you have to respect me from now on. Eat because... an asshole. <laughs> uh. Okay, so right. what is, what's my life like? Well, um, I was born in a small town in Maine, and you know I had a really good childhood. I would say for for the most part, like my parents were really loving, and you know they did everything they could to make sure that we were provided for. But despite all their efforts, their best efforts and their labor, because they did work all the time, I was we were still poor, um, because the wages were so low. So I guess a little about myself, something that I truly identify as is a poor person and a working person because the only way we ever provided for ourselves. And I even looked back, uh, like I got those free trials to like, look through your family history, like see the records and put in who your, like your grandparents are. And then it, it can tell you who you're, you know, ancestors were, and every single person on those, it said laborer on the census. So it really goes back in time, you know, like we were always workers. And that really hit me like deeply because that's the way that capitalism works. You know, when you are a worker, you will be a worker. Your grandkids will be workers. There's no way to not be a worker in capitalism if you are like unless you're okay people will nitpick but you're incredibly lucky 
if you can somehow move beyond, you know, being a worker. And I don't mind being a worker. I think the reason why I am the person I am is because I've, you know, gone through difficult things. I don't think necessarily being a worker is like some sort of curse. I would say it's a blessing because it helped me to be empathetic and caring and wanting to help other people. Because I think if I was, I, I'm pretty sure that I just have like prick brain, like it was printed onto my brain. And the only reason why I'm not a prick is because um, of my life experiences. But I don't know. We could we could talk about that. Jared will probably agree that I have prick brains. So. No, you're, you are a prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess that's 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 the gist. I, I would say that basically I really understand where I've come from, I would say. And that helps me to see what needs to be done to to make the world a better place. You wrapped up, so I'm going to jump in here and say that, you know, that is your last name, my last name, Jared's last name. That is that is in our DNA that we're very short. When we, when we don't like what's going on around us, if we see injustice or, you know, somebody being bullied or something like that, that's where that being a prick comes in. And, you know, I've seen you do it. Even even as a three-year-old, you stood up to a guy three times your size. So it's not being a prick, Evan. It, it's just not being tolerant of bad situations. That's a, a, sorry to cut you off. That's a good point. I think that I ha- I do have this. I've always like I have a guilty conscience. Like if I do something that's wrong, I know I can't stop thinking about it, and I know it's wrong forever. Yeah. And I feel bad about it forever. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I think I think that I definitely have like a compassionate and empathetic mind while simultaneously having I don't know what it is, but something about me like I accidentally say things that or do things that are that ir- that bother other people. And like you have to kind of tell me or else I wouldn't even realize somehow that I was that I accidentally like came across the wrong way. Yeah. It's in your I, DNA. Like well, I'm that. very social. I make friends easily, but at some point or another, always, usually someone will be like, Evan, you're, I hate you. You're a prick. <laughs> so I guess there's the yin and yang, right? There's, I'm nice, but I'm also a dick and you know, whatever. That's just how it goes. Uh, well, I'm glad yeah. I met you, my brother. Yeah. So, uh, hello everyone. My name is Jen Jen and, uh, I come from China. I came to the U.S. Uh, in the in 2016 as a student, um, and um, I met I met Evan last year uh, in the subreddit of anti work, and uh, and we became good friends. So that's why I'm invited to join their podcasts here. Um, and uh, I think I am I'm, I'm very into the concepts of socialism or uh, communism, uh, because I think in such a society, people could live with better dignity, with better, um, they could they could value themselves or be valued, um, better than, than in a capitalist capitalism country or capitalism society. Yeah. So Ozzy, how did now, how did you and Evan meet? Well, 
uh, funny enough, uh, I also met Evan in the same podcast. I uh, I was in anti work and I actually joined one of the <laughs> one of the talks and was talking about my wife's experience. And I basically said that I wanted to make a uh, a web page for the anti work, and I reached out to the mods, and the only mod that responded was Evan. He was the only one that actually replied back to me and was like, "Oh yeah, I can uh, I can definitely uh, check that for you." Um, and he said if I wanted to join him in a discord to talk about it and that's what we did and i guess we became really good friends after that it was just it was so easy uh talking to him and i was learn i was able to learn some more about socialism from him because i wasn't i guess i wasn't too knowledgeable about it i just knew that um socialism was the path that i wanted to go down but i i wasn't too knowledgeable about it i just knew that it it was for the benefit of everyone and not just individuals. I guess, I guess I'm kind of popular out here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, definitely not. That's right. All you, all you Evan. Uh, I just want to give I just want to give you a big old smooch, Evan. And I would reciprocate the smooch, as uh, long as we're smooching cheeks, you know. And right, right, and specifically right. No, no the facial cheeks. Yeah, okay, yeah absolutely. Let's move on. No, absolutely. No big lips, floppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dad, go ahead. Go ahead if you wanted to say something. Well, no, I, I there isn't much that I can build on on Jared's question because I met you when you were born in 1993. So, I mean, you know, we can go from there. Well, well first of all, Dad, you have doxxed me. You've yeah. given away our city we were born in. You're talking about the name of my birth. You're, you're talking about our last name. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the fact that our DNA is mostly Viking, Scottish, and yeah, we're white supremacists <laughs> and all that other what? shit. <laughs> no, we are not that. <laughs> that. Uh, well, so, no, I mean, you want to, you want to, you want to talk about the myths and you know the bullshit, then we can go all that all in, you know. Yeah, I know. Stuff in there. I'm pretty sure you spoke, at least from what I can remember, you were talking about how white people aren't all white supremacists last time, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did, he did. I think that's going to be a re recurring segment. It's uh, <laughs> Boomer Dad's We're Not All White Supremacists segment. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's obvious from my, my explanation that, you know, of, of the Granny Smith apple that I'm not a racist or that a you, bigot. But that you would eat some all things I human. say. Well, some things I say are, you know, going to be because I was born in 1950s and lived through the 60s and 70s are going to come out as if, you know, that's, you know, Archie Bunker type stuff. And uh, it's regrettable that people are going to jump on that, you know, and try to troll. But the, the reality of it is it, it is boomer dad, the millennial comrades, and we're all learning together we're all discussing things and i just happen to have a lot more life under my belt that i'm that i'm using as a background and unfortunately people are going to not you know not like certain references and uh, that's that's going to be their misfortune our program this program for my dad millennial comrades is to open minds to build bridges not undermine them and be like the fascist turds at the bottom or the 
trying to erode the foundation of what we're doing. Yeah. No, I, I'm, uh, I'm not trying to fuck with you, Dad. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll fuck with you, boys. So I've known Evan my entire life, guys. Did you know that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I, I did not know that. People used to think we're so close in age. People used to think we were twins. Like, and we look oh, so close. We look, we so, look close. so alike. Yeah. And we sound <laughs> almost identical, too. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I've known him my whole life. He's my big brother. He's kind of a jerk. Wait, wait, wait. Is this? Oh, wait. Because this is supposed to be how all of us know each other. Yeah. But it's just everybody saying how they know me. Yeah, well, because <laughs> you you got this podcast yeah. together. You started this yeah. podcast. You're the focus. Yeah. You are the man. So. <laughs> you are. Although this podcast is a collective, it did start through Evan knowing everybody and getting us together. Well, yeah, Evan knowing Ozzy and Ozzy and Evan putting the format together and Evan and my conversations over the last few years of me being stuck in the Philippines. So, yeah, Evan was fascinated learning more and more about me over the phone, basically. You know, we bonded a lot, and uh, he thought, geez, you know, this would be great fodder. We should do this. And uh, so that's kind of how it went. And then Jen hooked up and, you know, met him online doing through Reddit again. So, Absolutely. Jared, uh, I think we cut you off. You you met me when you were born, and I, I was a <laughs> little bit older than you. And we were treated as if we were, like, twins by most people who didn't know us. And, Do you uh, specifically remember that, like yeah, when mom we went, would have us in the shopping cart yeah. and they would be like, "Oh, they're twins." Yeah, I do. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we grew up together, and you're kind of a douche. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's, and then and then Evan started the podcast. So that's well, that's you know, I'm gonna, gonna take the I'm gonna take the higher road and say that I would never call my little brother a douche. That's not true. Aww. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that was perfect. I actually, I actually have a photograph of those two guys sitting on a on a uh, granite steps, and Jared. The look on Jared's face is, oh, if I could just reach over and smack you, Evan. But that's never crossed Jared. Jared has always been a very passive, very kind, very loving boy. And uh, the look on Evan's face, about an arm's reach away, is like smiling because he knows he's getting his picture taken. And he's always been a clown. And uh, <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, Jared, I'll send you that picture. Yeah. I won't do it on this because we don't want to get doxxed. Uh, <laughs> Ozzy. I'll send you uh, Well, first of all, I, w- I was going to say that it doesn't matter if we get doxxed because we've got nothing to hide but also yeah. ozzy i like how dad did your joke and you didn't even fucking laugh yeah he did he what laughed he chuckled i heard him he went yeah. he went he went huh. <laughs> that's a laugh dude that's a laugh <laughs> it's 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 because uh what you want to call it it's 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 funnier when i call you a clown right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's trying okay. to take my job that's well, my job yeah so yeah. since everybody Google. said how they knew me, everybody said how they knew me, so we can move on because uh, everybody knows yeah. how I know everybody what else. Next, what next? Oh, crap. I was thinking 
that since we're still talking about ourselves, we can talk about what we would do if we were in a in a socialist um, society. Let's say that socialism did come to uh, fruition and we are now free to do whatever we want. What would we do under this society? Well, I can kick it off. I'll tell you right now. I would I would be a novelist. What would you write about it? I am I am a raconteur. Evan will mention that you know probably a thousand times as as these podcasts go on that that, that dad is a storyteller, and I am uh, I I do love to tell stories. I enjoy uh, entertaining people. Obviously, I was you know the doc that rocks and. 1017977 the Fox and uh, the best thing for me besides listening to the classic rock was when I got to open the microphone up and say having more fun than the FCC ever intended and uh, yeah that kind of stuff so uh, what would I write about is that what was that your question Ozzy yep yeah what would you write about it oh geez dude I've got I get millions of things to, to write about. My my favorite genre is action adventure and everything from uh, fantasy to uh, westerns to uh, modern combat. I've got stories about a, a mercenary that uh, came home from the from the Vietnam War and uh, went to live peacetime, raised a family. He went out uh, on a long-distance uh, trip in Maine to uh, take some people out. He was a guide. When he came back, his family had been abducted. So, I mean, that's a story. That's an adventure. That's <laughs> Dad, another Dad, story. Dad, what? You, you said the mercenary went up to Maine to take some people out, and then you said he was a guide. I was like, oh, shit, I thought he, he was a mercenary. He was going to take some people out, you know? He's going to well, uh, bust some and caps. Story, and the story the payback is a bitch, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of a classic. Too many people have already done that where, you know, you've got guys like the Punisher and, uh, Jack Reacher and all of those types of guys. This, this guy is not that his name is George Milner and, uh, he has a brother and they grew up in Maine and he went off the Vietnam war when he came back. Uh, he, his brother uh, was uh, the one who actually went into the mercenary life, and uh, George kind of retired from all of that stuff. But he was working as a as a main guide, taking people out hunting. You know, tourists, people that come in with lots of money, and they fly out to remote locations like uh, Rangeley and different places like that. Uh, the Allagash fishing or whatever. And when he came back from one of those trips, his family was gone. And uh, local police were kind of stumped. And Milner, Milner discovered uh, several clues that the police missed. And it turns out that it was a guy in Vietnam, that uh, a guy in his unit in Vietnam that had done some atrocities. And Milner got him busted. When he got out of federal prison, he wanted payback. So he came for Milner, took his family. So... Uh, that's the story on that, but uh, I've got another one that's a civil war. Well, Dad, I would say spoiler alert, right? Like, 
I was into the story, and then you told us <laughs> what the plot was. Like you told us, you spoiled it. Uh, now, now we don't we have to read the book. It was the, it was the atrocity guy. Of course, it was. Who else would kill an entire innocent family than the atrocity guy? But he didn't kill him. He, he took him. He wanted. He wanted to face off against Milner. So, so, so you're ruining another part because he gets him back. They're not <laughs> dude, These stories, these stories, because this isn't a socialist world. These stories may never see the light of day. So, well, yeah. Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just I'm, yeah, and I'm just fucking with you too. I'm not trying to piss you off. <laughs> Oh, you're busting me up here. Uh, me over now. So anyway, that's what I would be doing, Ozzy. If it was a perfect world, uh, I would be entertaining people through my writing and going on book tours and taking taking part of my family with me on each tour. And it, it would be a perfect world. Well, I see fields of green, skies I, uh... of blue. <laughs> Boogery, 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 boogery. Yeah, they've copyrighted that. This isn't a socialist world. You can't sing it yet. So yeah. you gotta wait. <laughs> I find that interesting, but I wouldn't be surprised as, uh, for someone who likes the storytellers to actually be a writer. Yeah, actually, somebody who tunes into this podcast may hear that and go, "Geez, I am a publisher. Let's get hold of that guy." <laughs> <laughs> if we lived in a socialist or communist world, I don't even know what I would do because I would have so many more opportunities to do so many more things. Um, because part of the reason that I don't have opportunities is because I have uh, dyslexia, like very, very bad dyslexia. So it's hard for me to read things. So right. even if I were to get a, like a scholarship to college, I would probably have to like redo each year multiple times to like learn the things that everyone else learns in like one year. Mm -hmm. So it's not really, it's not really, it doesn't make sense for me to go to college under capitalism because I'd have to like retake the cl classes so many times, but under communism or socialism, I would, I would be afforded. I would be able to do whatever I wanted. You know, I'd be able to uh, take right. them as many times as I needed to get the information. So it wouldn't really. Uh, well, Jared, matter. don't you don't you think that like uh, even under well, not necessarily under capitalism, but like can't isn't there a way for you like it, it's about information how you can get the information if so, if you could like have it read to you do do, do you do you think that you would still no, have it's to that I'm do the repetition it's that I'm slow at retaining information oh yeah yeah yeah. So, that is that's another thing as yeah, well, right? Yeah, it's not the same thing. as dyslexia. Yeah. 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 But uh yeah. So yeah, due to my due to my own disabilities, it's hard for me to exist under capitalism and actually succeed. And uh but through socialism or communism, I would be able to uh actually contribute more to society. Uh so it's hard for me to say what I would do. Because there would be so many more options uh, for me, you know? Well, uh, to come at it from a capitalist perspective, come on, dog, it's all in your head. Come on. <laughs> Dude, literally, that's what everyone fucking says to me. It's all in your head, man. You're not actually disabled. It's like, yeah, Jared, I can't, I can't look at you and see that you're dyslexic. So, yeah, I can't. It seems I can't. like you're. You just got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Jared. 
come on, Jared. I thought I thought when you were dyslex- dyslexic, your eyes should have been crossed. I just don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You, you, your eyes look like they perfectly function. Yeah, an ignorant person would say. I love yeah. that, dude. Yeah. But, no offense, yeah. Ozzy. I wasn't calling you ignorant. No, no, no. We're on the joke. The, the joke is that you fucking yeah. suck, Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the actual joke uh, well this part's going to be difficult for Jen because she comes from a culture where things are a little bit different uh, but I'm sure she's got a perspective sure yeah so yeah I'd say um, if I if I, like if I'm living in a very ideal society I think I would be more happy as a person meaning that I think I will have bigger social circles i would have many maybe like i would stay in my hometown and work and have many friends that who who i became friends with like since i was a kid um Mm -hmm. and i think i would also have a better like love life because nowadays i think i'm like like I think not only me, but many people are confused in their love. They are not sure whether they love somebody or they love that that person's status, right? Mm-hmm. So these kind of things, uh-huh. yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I think also because like what why I wanted to have bigger social circles or have have friends that I that I knew for a long time because I because like I realized that because I wanted to get better education so i have to move from cities to cities i have to have put into putting more time to study so that sacrificed my my life as a human being actually and so i don't have many friends and i have many good friends very very good friends like when i was a kid but gradually we just lose contact with each other so i think uh, in a very ideal uh, society, I would have less. Um, I would have less like unrealistic ambitions or uh, or less pressure about like future about or or like le- le- less confusions about what is valuable. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That, yeah. That's that's a really that's a really nice perspective on it. I. Uh... I didn't really think that about that. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. Would, would uh, I feel, uh, you know what's funny? When I was younger, I was actually sad that I found out that I would never be able to befriend everybody in the world because there was just too many people to meet. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> That's so cute. That's when so I, cute. Yeah, when I was, yeah, when I was a little kid, I was like, I want to be everyone's friend. And then they told me, some teacher was like, oh, I, I just don't think that's possible, buddy, because like, there's 7 <laughs> billion people on the planet. You, you would have to meet seven billion people, and seven billion people is a lot. I think it's more than you than you would be able to meet in a in a lifetime. So I was, a, you know, I got a little sad. I was like, "Damn!" So I can't be friends with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're telling yeah. me. In a way, in a way, you still can, Ozzy. This program, you never know how big it's going to get. Yeah, dude, we we're going to get going on tour. Yeah, we we're going to get the whole world. And- yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Million. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I I want Bro. I want the whole world to know you're that gonna, I want to be their friend. 
You're going to have screaming crowds that are like, Ozzy's friends! Ozzy's friends! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, dude, that's hilarious. Dude, that that would be awesome, bro. Sorry, Dad. I said, just think about it, Ozzy. We could be going through a crowd and have Ozzy have people throw their underpants at him. <laughs> uh, that's why? a little too wild. <laughs> why did we? Why did we stop to let Dad say that? That's. <laughs> I like. I like. Let him say it again. I like introduced it. Uh... <laughs> drum roll. You got to have a yeah. drum roll to exactly. Dad speak. So I guess I would jump in next. I don't. I don't know. I think Ozzy, you haven't gone really right on this uh, question. Uh, no, or did I you know it? Yeah. No, I haven't. Well, I would say Jared's response i think is really real is really realistic like the fact that you wouldn't like how do i know how much better it would like i know that socialism would be better i know that communism if we achieved a stateless classless moneyless society that would be better and i would be freer but i don't know i don't know like how that would affect who i am as a person like how much more i could do or see like um, when it comes to socialism, I would say that even just spreading democracy into like the workplace and making sure that everybody has a place to stay and food to eat and free education, um, et cetera, you know, that would just be so much of a weight off so many people's shoulders that I could see that enabling me to pursue some of my more pa- like my the things that I'm passionate about so like history politics and really getting a decent education in those fields so that I could become even better at advocating for the things that I believe in um when it comes to like stateless classless moneyless society that makes me think about what Jenjen said about friends growing up because like i said i'm very social and i have a lot i make i've made a lot of very good friends and actually some of my friends even though my area is relatively poor impoverished you know one of my friends was pretty his family was pretty well off and as we've aged you know he's one of the friends that i haven't really been able to talk to in a long time so I can see that class distinction that really, over time, proved to be a wedge between us, not because of interpersonal issues, but because of class issues, you know, et cetera. I could see that just being gone because there's no classes and, you know, being able to still be a good friend with um, my friend Chris. So that's what I have to say. It's 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 wild. I feel like a lot of people would be able to relate to the fact that not a lot of people are would be able to spend time or can't spend as much time with their friends. Maybe the major. I feel like the majority of people would probably um, feel that way. Um, I think when you're at, at a higher class, obviously, like with a job that doesn't require as much labor, probably requires less time. They probably wouldn't feel that way because you know if everybody has a really good job, doesn't spend too much time on it, they'd be able to spend more time with each other, do more fun things. But I feel like the majority of us are just not at that point. And I feel like that's what socialism would bring 
to everyone a lot more time for them to think about what they actually want to do and uh, when they want to spend time with friends and stuff like that. So it 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 definitely be a change in the work life balance for sure. One of the takeaways for me from what you guys have said, you know, and drawing drawing conclusions in my own mind. Uh, if you think about the bridge, my bridge analogy and the underpinnings and how fascism is eating away, trying to erode the pylons that are holding up the bridge that we're trying to build. Um, what Ozzy had just said kind of sparked in my mind and, and uh, Jen had said, we, we don't have a lot of time in the culture that we have in the society that we have today. All of our time is dedicated to making money so that we can just go hand to mouth, survive, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And that is our life. And to me, that is a design to, to keep us distracted from building this bridge. You know, if we had more time to be social, if we had more time to be, you know, with our friends or to develop new, new friends, new, new groups then we would easily be able to put this together and socialism would, would increase. People would understand it and it, and it would become a flourishing, you know, culture among everyone. But because the, the capitalists don't want us to unite, they want us to stay at each other's throats. They want, you know, black to hate white, white to hate yellow, all of that stuff. It's all, by in my opinion, it's all design by design, and it's the fascists, and uh, and and the fascists are driven by capitalism. It's keeping them in power. <clears throat> Excuse me, keeping them in power. And when they say money is power, that's what they mean. Is if you have the money, you have the power. And from what you guys were saying, it's all like you you very you're very loving, very affectionate people. You're very kind. And I think that that is actually the majority of the population of our planet is we do care about each other. We do have empathy for each other. And socialism would be a I don't want to use the word utopian, but it kind of fits. I don't believe there is such a thing as a utopia. Nothing is perfect. And Evan and I have talked about that before. But, you know, people are going to think differently and they're going to have their own directions that they want to go so we're never all going to be on the same page exactly but i think socialism is the one mechanism that we can you know rescue society we can rescue humanity through socialism and you guys have just given or all of us all five of us have given uh, great demonstrations of the benefits of a socialist society and that's my point down with fascists. <laughs> up with. Oh shit! I feel bad for enthusiastically chuckling, and then you said down with fascists, up with socialism. But on my end, I so up with socialism cut out. But <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, that's the that's the thing I love about you, Dad. You you give these very good, like, little snippets of like what we mean. You're, you're very good at like um, putting that out there what it really means. And I, th I think <clears throat> I would say I agree with you 
Um, but I would say it doesn't necessarily have to be fascist because you used fascists in right, place right, of right. capitalists a in a few places. Yeah, right. I use well, it not, a lot. I mean, I agree with you in the, in the, for the most part. I would just say that capitalism, capitalists, the, the, the way that capitalism works is the system is set up so the vast majority of workers are laboring in order to enrich a single person or a group of people who are at the top who gain the the profits who are actually the ones who are getting the profit from the majority of people's labor so i don't necessarily yeah, think they have word. to be f sorry i forget the word that that kind of encapsulates the group that you're talking about i think it begins with a g somebody anybody well but, it is uh, bourgeoisie <laughs> the bourgeoisie no, no that's, that's a big, gentry um, gentry no, but it, they're all fitting together. The the thing <laughs> is, is it, they do have a monopoly. The people that you're talking about do have a monopoly on on controlling people through their uh, well, Dad. I have to jump in. I have to jump in here because I think that there is this easily people conflate left and right in the sense that they look at like what's the shit that fa actual fascists say and they say oh those guys are trying to appeal to workers but instead of capitalists they just say some racial outgroup so normally it's the jews you know it's jewish people they call them the jews like you know they hate the jews yeah. I think it's important to be clear oh, that the, it's important to be clear that the people that we're referring to are capitalists and it's not about race or ethnicity. You know, I don't even believe in race. I understand there's different ethnicities, but I don't believe in race, that there are different races of human beings. Um, but genuinely, you know, it has nothing to do with ethnicities. Jewish people are not in control of the world at all. No, <laughs> it's it's about capitalists. It's about the fact that we set up society in a way that profits in an extreme and absolutely unjustifiable way. Small groups of people who are capitalists, they have money, so their money grows. They invest or they exploit. Well, they do exploit or, th or they own companies. They own things. They own things and they own money. The capitalists own things and own money. So that is why they remain powerful, because they own everything. But, yeah. Okay. And that's why we, well, as the workers, okay. must seize the means of production. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I the word, that it, the word uh, Evan, the word that I was thinking of is a, a plutocrat. Um, yeah, yeah, plutocrat. Well, um, Z Jen Jen, you wanted to jump in. Yeah, I wanted to jump in and say that um so yeah you can understand it as a system that is designed but on the other hand in this system there are so many people and i think so, so there is a model about it showing that how individuals um, similar mindset would cause only a few people to be so rich that is everybody is sort of snobbish they want to get connected to people that are better than them right so for example uh when when a worker they want to work for big companies right so to make more money uh so i think because everyone i think because i i think like the value is system is created in such a way and everybody 
that everybody, I mean, acknowledged that, and they wanted to be connected to people who face that value system better than them, and that causes actually so many people they work so hard for like a few only a few rich people not because so because that's the optimal way for them in this society it seems like so if everybody works so hard or or if everybody is so snobbish and you are so selfless then actually in reality you suffer right so that's why i think i think it it is a it is designed by the system on the one hand but on the other hand, it is caused by so many people. It's it's everyone's decisions that made that that gets summed up that caused such kind of situations. Well, I I can see what you're saying, but I would also push back a little bit. Ozzy, I think I can hear you typing. Oh, my apologies. You're good. You're now. good. You're good. But um, I think that the way you're describing it, at least the way it made me think, Jen Jen, is you're kind of saying that. There's so many workers mm-hmm. who are selfless and there are so many workers who are selfish and that somehow these two factors are like maintaining the system. Am I misunderstanding you? Like, It's almost so, like, well, go ahead. May, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jen. Oh, I was going to say uh Yes, and, and, and the selfish ones usually get more benefits in this society. Okay. Right. Um, but, but I would, Jared, I would, Jared, yeah, I would say that it's not, it's the term, she's using selfish and selfless, but it's more of, it's more of people who are just, uh, they are willing to flow with, with the grain rather than go against the grain. It's the people yeah. who, who, like, say you tell your friend, hey man, socialism is good and you should look into it and, and come to our rallies and this and that. And it's just easier for them to be like, uh, no, it's it it's kind of depressing to think about socialism. I'm gonna just like, you know, force myself not to think about the way the world is and just kind of go about the way that I that people that I've been trained to. Uh, it's not really about selfishness. It's just about going with the grain of society because uh, it's I would harder say, to go against. That it. Is, I I do have I, I do have things to throw in that I would like to throw in, but go ahead, Evan. That, yeah, the only thing I would say is I, I think I disagree with both of you guys a little bit. I understand what you mean, Jared. I understand what you mean, Jen Jen, but I think it has to do it's it's class consciousness. Right, yeah. That's... Because people don't people are not aware people are not aware that the working class has all the power. Well, the working they, class they are, is, Evan. Well, we, we well, I no, have the, I, I mean, have actively worked I have actively worked to what I would say the term like wake people up to that fact. I have worked I have actively okay. tried to do that and there are some people who I know personally who are just like no, I'm going to just continue. I understand that and I want to let dad speak yeah. too. Let me throw this but, in. Go ahead, dad. Let me let me throw this in. Um what Jen is observing is, you know, from the other side of the globe and, and, and almost completely opposite uh, observation point than what we're talking about as Americans. Jared is right. There is uh, go with the flow. And what, as I was raised, you know, from the 60s through the 70s, 
the 80s and 90s, it, we were always told that you need to get along, you go along to get along. And, and that is embedded in our brain is don't resist, don't offer solutions, just shut up and do your thing, you know, just shut up and go along with it. And it's in it's indoctrinated. Like I tried to tell you guys, it is by design. We are being socially uh, engineered to to well, fit what dead. these plutocrats was... want us to be. Yep, I they understand. They want us I... to be. Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm cutting you off, but because that goes back to Jenjen's point, and I think that um, you're not wrong when you say it's not necessarily like a conspiracy or, or whatever. It's not I never all the. I I know you didn't. But it, that that necess- the word itself is not the point. Um, I think what it has to do with is class consciousness. You know, Jared, you said yeah, you, you, you're right. No, I agree with you. It, the words the words we're using are it should be class consciousness. We there are people who just don't know that that the working class has all the power, but there are also people who I have actively been like, hey. This is yes. what you need to do to make your life better. And they're like, I am just well, going to continue this because I'm just going to continue the way I was because what you're saying makes me depressed or sad mm. because I mm. don't want to think about how I'm actually being exploited and this and that. Right. And this is my but, point. <clears throat> this is my point was that the plutocrats are using using their minions, these these fascist instigators to manipulate our American society to believe that this is the way things are. This is what you need to do. And the American dream and glory, glory, hallelujah, all of that crap, you know, all that propaganda, all that, that patriotic malarkey is all for the plutocrats to stay in power. And for the people who really have the majority of the money, like Evan said, you know, in order for us to break free from that, we have to have these types of discussions. But like Jared said, nobody wants to get involved. Nobody wants to step up because well, it's easier to go going, along to get along. Yeah, but going with your own logic, it's not that nobody wants to get like, – Jared's point is that he's explicitly told people and then they say, well, you, you know, this just looks too daunting or, or something right. along those yeah. lines. Yeah. So but what we I have to do is, is actively we have to we have to get enough people behind this movement so that those people who think it's too daunting a task will see that this that this is happening and that it would yeah. actually be easier for them to join than yeah. to go against. But it. it's also it's also a lot more like I don't think. If we, if we held a referendum right now and it was an honest referendum and we actually got people's votes, you know, if we got if 100 percent of people in the U.S. that can vote could vote and we got we held that referendum and it, it, it happened, you know, a bunch of progressive shit would pass because it's not opposition. The opposition to left wing politics is completely manufactured. So in that way, I understand what dad's saying, I think. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is a complete lack and a, like Dad was saying, a manufactured lack of class consciousness where people are told, no, it's not working. You're not working class. You're middle class. Right. Yeah, because there, there are only two classes. There's bourgeois 
and work and and the working class. Those those are the only two classes. Pro- probably, I would say that it does go more complex than that. But well, there sorry, are Dad, well there are subclasses of those two classes. But gen- it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. But I know Which other people want to, to jump a point. in. It brings me to a point, though, that we do need to set up a glossary. We need to set up a, a web page and have have a glossary of terms. And, you know, we can verbally go down that glossary of terms as part of our program. But people who, who use the terms like bourgeois and proletariat and things like that are losing the attention of a lot of people who have no idea what these things mean. Yeah. They're, they're new words to a lot of people. And, and uh, that new words don't necessarily who, make people. Well, but wait a minute. Let me, let me make my point. Okay. That because the words are new to some people. And like I said, this program right now consists of five people in the audience. Us. Yeah. We're talking to each other. We're having an open discussion, but, when people start tuning in and hearing these words, need to understand that not everyone is going to recognize bourgeois or proletariat, which you guys use a lot in other conversations at other points. And, and it's, it's kind of not off putting, but it's distracting enough to like, what, what does that mean? And we want people to stay more attuned to, to the flow of what we're saying, not necessarily get stuck or, you know, hung up on a rock of a word. And uh, every, when I first started hearing you guys use proletariat, immediately going, oh, my God, they're talking about the pregnant Soviet Union and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, it, it was a sticking point for me, the proletariat, proletariat. I didn't, I didn't understand that it was a, uh, governing body in, inside, you know, a legislative body. Uh, so I'm just saying that when we say bourgeois, can you define that? Can, we're can talking you tell me about, what bourgeois we're talking means? about the capitalist class who owns the means of production, the people who own the factories, the people who own the businesses. That yeah, is, Dad, and um, if it's a small I'm business, it's petty bourgeois. Well, Dad, yes, hold on. Yeah. You just did. You just say that the proletariat means the is like the Congress of the Soviet Union. I said something like that because I was on a roll. Oh, well, the, a, the, no, Dad. The pro, you gonna I, put a roll handle through my spokes? Yes. No, no, yes, no, no. I'm I'm trying to tell you. I I I remember you bringing this up when in our conversation you were like, I don't know what those words mean. You know, and it's 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 important for you to say that. And I want, you know, anybody in the audience who doesn't know what those words mean, you know, it's important for them to learn what they mean. Exactly. But but proletariat just means working class. Basically, we want to talk basics. Proletariat means working class. It means anyone. And then there's people. Everyone here. Hold on. There's also a subclass of the proletariat called the um, lumpen proletariat, which is people who would be proletarians if they were working but are currently not working. So I am a oh, lumpen I proletariat. If you're I unable not, to I work, do not work right now, but I I can work. I am. I if, could if, work. You, if you're unable to work, or go yeah. ahead, Dad. No, that would be me. I'm a lumpen. Yeah, a lumpen, yes. a lumpen proletariat. Yes. Yeah. If you're if you can't okay. work or, or don't work. if you're not given a job but you but are you still should. working class yeah. but you, you are need to work yeah. Yeah. but but so but that part it, it so the the two basic things so there's Bourgeois. the bourgeoisie 
and the proletariat, the bourgeoisie is the capitalists, those who profit from workers' labor. Then there's the working class, which is the proletariat, those whose labor is exploited for profit. Correct. But Jen Jen has been wanting to jump in for a while, I think. So. Oh, sorry. Jen. Oh, please. Yeah. So I, yeah, not, yeah, I was just listening. uh, And so not sure whether it's relevant or not, but um, so. So basically what I learned for those math models is that so actually in in our nature or in our society, um the network usually looks like like only a few people or a few nodes possess most of the links, say like in social network. You will see some some people they're super famous they get they get most of the connections right so they have a lot of followers but but i think over 98 percent of people were most of the people they have only a few connections or meaning they have a few followers so these kind of things is exists everywhere in our nature and society like even in protein structures uh in wealth distributions and so and people try to build a model to explain why this is true, why why things are like this. So 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 I, I can only tell you this. And these are I think it's it's related with with what we're we're talking. But it's but I don't know how to make it exact exactly reflects our society to to bring it bring it into socialism or this kind of thing. So the the model says that so so if imagine that every so we have. We have, every node could, could represent a person, um, and every time there is a newly born node or newly born born person, so and every person can guess connections, can guess three connections, say, um, or a fixed number of connections. So whenever, so whenever, so when that newly born node or newly born person um, chooses to prefers to to get connected with the existing nodes or existing people that are already well connected so if everyone thinks like that so everyone prefers to get connected with well connected nodes then after a long time we will see in a whole network uh, only a few nodes get most of the connections and the rest of them have only just very few connections so that's why I that that's what that's why I said the data kind of things in the beginning. Um, so I think so the 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 thing is that so yes, it's very unequal, right? Only a few people get most of the network resources. But the thing is, um, if you want to change this, for example, so so if 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 you are a newly born node, if you can choose. It, it's kind of nature that you want to get connected with people who are who have a lot of connections, in, in, rather than people who are as poor as you. Uh, so, so like, it's, so it requires it requires people to be more, at least more random. If everyone but, could, yeah. Jen, Jen, I, I that's because yeah. that's not a that I, I'm not trying to be like critical of you necessarily, but that idea. That mm-hmm. that's not the way to solve the problem, because if you say 
what we have to do is each individual has to be a little bit less greedy in their connections. Mm-hmm. Nobody, by your own logic, nobody's going to do that because the reason why everybody is picking the most uh, popular person is because they're picking the, the 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 whole point is to pick the popular person. So if you say, okay, all you poor people, you have to pick the poor people instead of the rich person. But this is also the issue, like the other, no, no, the other way around of that is that's also why capitalism doesn't work because the vast majority of people are excluded from this inner circle. The vast majority of people are normal working people, whether they're poor or, you know, getting by a little bit or, you know, uh, middle class, as they like to say you are not included in that inner circle so in both ways it's it's not going to go ahead sorry yeah. but 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 you are not included in that that in that circle but you would try hard, hard to work you work i think like for my understanding like when you work for those most well connected nodes that means you want to you guys connected to them so i okay evan well hold on dad dad not uh, i okay so the way that i'm thinking about it now is that i might have missed the part that we should be for for example for example for example in korea in south korea so many people everyone wants to work for samsung or those 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 top top like and like big companies everyone w- wants to work for those big companies i think so i think that that means everyone wants to get connected to those well connected nodes right yeah but so, Jen, so well, the, dad hold on hold on dad sorry so my issue with that is mm-hmm. like it's not you cannot ever solve a problem if you tell every single person that they have to make their own decision to stop like the the way that we win power for the working class is not by telling each worker to just stop doing to just stop doing capitalism or something along those lines and i know i might be simplifying like generalizing or even straw manning your position that's not what i mean to do necessarily but or at all but so so, yeah go ahead go ahead i I was going to say that like i think so so what socialism want like the does is it 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 it, it uh, encourages uh poor people to get connected with each other, right? So when right. all working class yeah. gets connected with each other, they they then create a, a another huge power. Yes, so right. people yeah. rather than try hard to work for big companies to work for super rich people, they instead they want to connect get connected with each other so that right they gain power yeah right yeah okay yeah so and that's of, the thing that yeah. i yeah that's the thing that i realized i missed go ahead Jerry. yeah i was just going to reiterate so instead of connecting all of the nodes to the big node that already exists you're connecting all of the nodes that don't have that many connections which then makes a separate big node because yeah. then you, dual then, power yeah, dual power yes yeah end of end of singular polarity yeah yeah we definitely need yeah i think that obviously the thing that we have to do is to build connections with other people 
and to build relationships with other people and to push for a more humane and just society and and for the, to build communities and you know but yeah. i i do think like i guess i guess i would say my my critique of like i know you're a scientist right or but it was it was very mathematical almost and my brain doesn't think mathematically or at least my brain tries to refuse to do math so <laughs> When you do it, when you were very math- mathematical in the way you described it, it made my brain um, kind of think about it in a mathematical way mm-hmm. or just. But at the same time, like, I do think that it's, it's really not about it, it can't be about individuals. It has to be about communities. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I yeah. agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So I think so. So what I was thinking along that way was at first I thought like we could ask every individuals or, for example, when you write books, like when you when you, when you talk in in public, you can kind of like ask people like it could be more random or like something. So that that was I, I. So I think another thing like like when people talk about like building communities, why we should get connected with each other more. I think that's also that can also that's also that also makes sense, right? So to so to re- rebuild connections between poor nodes, right? So and another and and the I was also thinking about the other way, which is like if we can have a very selfish um, central government, um, they if if they could do things like externally to regulate this kind of inequality, that would also be nice. Right. Yeah. 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 When when I pictured what Jen was saying when she was saying nodes and connecting, I was I was looking at this uh, image in my mind of a network being forged and making connections with other people. And networking in the '80s and in the '90s was a very big thing. The more uh, networking that we could do, you know, the more connections that we could make the more resources that we could build that we would be able to draft as we, as we come across somebody like Ozzy, for example, he's got technical skills in dealing with this and Jen's a computer expert and Jared's a, you know, graphic designer kind of guy. And Evan and I are bullshit artists. As we connect all of our stuff, then, you know, we can build this network and we have the resources to pool together to create something. You know, like if you want to build a house, you can uh, you, you need carpenters. If you want to build a, a, a good house, you have to have somebody that knows how to build a foundation of cement. So you network. And uh, that's what I was thinking of as Jen was talking about nodes and how, you know, we have a small circle. And because of our social status, we stay in a small circle. But. Mm-hmm. You know, in my in my being raised in a in a capitalist society, I looked at things a little bit differently. I can't build a house by myself. It'll just be, you know, a shack. If I want to build a stable house to be a home for my family, I need to connect with people that can help me. And uh, that's one of the things I think that, you know, socialism is uh, network building. And that's why I say, you know, the plutocrats want to keep us from building any kind of connectivity and they use the fascist 
to infiltrate the small groups and keep them hating each other, keep us separated from collective thinking. Do you follow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ozzy, you, you had something to say. Oh, no, I was just saying, uh, like, when you guys were talking about, uh, or when Jen Jen said regulating, like a government that would regulate these inequalities, mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, well, I mean, that's what socialism would like end up doing is basically um, getting it to the point where a lot of the things would be regulated to where inequality would be almost non-existent. Now, I don't think inequality would be a thing that gets fully removed because, I mean, we're always going to elect or we're always going to want like a leader. We're always going to want to elect our the people that we want to lead us and I guess the inequality there would be like oh well I mean he's a leader and I'm not and I, I mean I, I wouldn't see that as a bad thing right like finding the right leadership Ozzie. and everything Ozzy yes so Jen, Jen I don't know if I misheard you but you said a selfish government who thought about like who, who's selfless. selfless oh selfless Okay. Yeah. I thought you said selfish, and I was like, <laughs> so the government is so selfish that it wants to help all the poor people. What? I was like, what? But so I guess I would push back on uh, both Jenjen and Ozzy there with the fact that we need to, because isn't our final goal to not have a state, right? Yes. So to me, it's like to relegate the responsibility to the state seems like we're kind of doing it wrong because states inherently use violence and oppression to get what they want. And if we really want to build a better world, we have to do it ourselves instead of get, uh, well, letting you're the assuming, state You're tell assuming us. the state is different from the people, Evan. The state, yeah. the state can the be, state will be, can be a Soviet society, as in working unions working class people making decisions amongst themselves you mean, yeah you mean soviet in the sense that soviet means workers council yes. so you're saying yes. that the the government is the is the workers people. council yes. yes but at the same time though like let's say we had a parliament that's made up of workers councils electing a a, a, a politician Amongst themselves. So a normal worker gets elected by the workers' council and goes to the Soviet. Mm-hmm. Then all these all these different workers get elected by their fellow workers and they go to the Soviet. Now they have been elevated to politicians and to rulers, even if they still have their own interest for their own fellow workers. There's still a disconnect there. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, that can only go so far. Putting people into power, even if you can take away their power immediately, it only goes so far. Like, it only lasts for so long. Well, that's the objective is eventually we're building, but communism is the goal, but we're not starting with communism. First, we have to get rid of capitalism. That's the real thing first. The first But I think even that can, even that has led to problems. Because the whole the point isn't just to get rid of capitalism. It's not that we must remove capitalism at any cost, no matter what. Because 
you know, we have to still feed everybody. We have to still well, clothe yeah, everybody. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And in the meantime, I propose the Soviet, the Workers' Council. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's a, that's a stopgap. It is a stopgap between the two. I, so, I, I'll be honest yeah. with you, Evan. I feel like you're simplifying it too much, though, because there's more to it. Um, there is, I mean, it's not like we're going to um, not regulate the councils themselves either and not um and not and not have accountability either like obviously we we if we're gonna have that system we also we also want accountability and and like if we feel like the person is actually you know not doing a good job not doing a uh representing our interests yeah no i i agree with you i'm it's not about i'm i don't think i'm simplifying it too much i'm just saying like this is how it has turned out sometimes Mm -hmm. so like, mm-hmm. even with the instant recall, you know, it has turned out that over time that these governments become bureaucratic instead of doing and, and have gone against the will of the people that initially elected them. That's just how states work. I, I mm-hmm. And I understand I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but I'm just saying, like, it is more complicated than that. We ha- do have more set things set up to, to push back or to, to pull to take a, a politician out of power that we put into power. But Jen, Jen, you had something to say. Yes, I was going to say that. So, so why I thought that would be a good way was because that's, that, that sounds very simple, right? Cause if, so first, if you want to change everyone, that sounds kind of unrealistic. Second, if you want to build con- communities, that's also at large scales. But but it seems the, the the most straightforward thing or the smallest scale is the government, right? It 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 won't have like too many people to, uh, like, it's just uh, it's just a the system or just uh, some I, organizations. I, I, yeah, so I, get, I think I, that's simpler that way. Yeah, continue. I get I get I get what you're saying. It she mm-hmm. she's comparing it more to like a computer where we don't. For, at least that's how I'm looking at it because a computer has a processor and the processor is in charge of calculations and that's it like like the the calculations and everything being done by the processor or the CPU is in charge of that only and it does not require um any more things um in order to make the changes that it needs to when it uh, runs into something that actually needs to change, and I I feel like when when she's uh says that a government would be like a better start, that makes more sense because if you try to ask everybody in 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 a country to be like, hey, er- all of you build your own communities and then elect your own um, officials and then send those officials to then come here, it's like. Like that, that be starts well, getting more more complicated because you're adding more. I, I agree. Parts. <clears throat> I agree that a, I agree that a, a a state like a worker state or a revolutionary government. I agree that workers' councils is the correct first start. But I just think, and I know history is very complicated, and there's a lot that goes into it. But I just think that. There has to be like a timeline in a way. And there has, obviously there has to be international cooperation. Like there has to be workers, governments in many places in, in the, 
it, it's a complicated thing because we've tried this before and there is so much propaganda put against these types of governments that had formed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the thing that has to happen is it has to be international so that it can actually function the way it's supposed to function. Right, but in because, in the in the interim between it becoming international, we yes, that is that well, is the goal is yeah, to make it. Obviously we're not just gonna give up on, right. we're not just gonna give up on one fucking workers revolution right. because it didn't but I'm just saying like even okay, let's say we we get to this international state. Or this this international place where we have these multiple workers' governments that have been established, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do some sort of planned economy. Then they have to like set a timeline towards r- remove it, like getting rid of their power. Yeah, getting rid like, of the state, diminishing power. their own power. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but I don't also know, here's part of here's part of the thing, Evan. Is is your thinking of the Soviet like workers' state? As, sorry, the Soviet, like the the workers' unions. The, the you're thinking of it not as you're thinking of it as like a representative democracy, not as but literally. It, it should be. Though. It's it's better than a representative democracy. It is. Wait, you vote. Wait. Yeah. What, Jared? What you're saying that you're saying that if a communist government is no longer a representative democracy that it's better than a representative democracy no that 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 workers councils are better than representative democracy because yeah, it's different yeah i agree it is it is actually a better system i agree that a workers council is but the pro- and that's whatever. what it, you, you know it's you, really complicated your issue that i think you're having though with this whole topic is that you're picturing mm-hmm. it like how like how a representative democracy works like how how the United okay, States yeah. works. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're not thinking. You're not thinking of it as a workers' council of literally. Right. You all vote. Everyone votes, and then and then. Yep. You can either you could either do it as sort of like a pseudo representative democracy where you elect someone to do it, or you all go to the to the chamber and you all vote. But that that would be hard to make that part work. Yeah. But yeah, but it can, yeah. that that's how it happened a lot in the yeah. Soviet Union. No, I I believe in direct democracy, but yes. I I and I don't really think representative democracy works. But I can understand using a f- sort of progressive socialist and representative part, democracy part as of a the thing, vehicle to. Yeah. yeah, part of it is that we don't. You don't even technically have to make it like you go to an actual place to do it. You could have well, now, yeah. an automated system through like ballots being sent or through mm-hmm. uh, through a computerized system. Yeah. yeah, the way, dude, our technology has advanced so much that we could just like move to socialism and then not in the far future move to communism. Yeah. It's really not a big deal, but yeah, yeah let's we should let somebody else speak. I guess. Sorry. We, oh no, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that um I think for the most part um. I think, I think socialism would be. I think it would take a while to move from socialism to communism, because I feel like a lot of people would. Would um. The newfound, um, I guess growth in their wage, right? Because everybody would be like getting paid a livable wage, right? Mm-hmm. Would be something that 
would keep a lot of people hesitant from removing them because they're like, oh, well, now I'm at a, a position in life where I can now meet all my basic needs and blah, blah, blah. And you could, and I mean, uh, I know in communism, people would say, oh, well, uh, the next step to communism is you, your basic needs would still be met and blah, blah, blah and everything. And, um, but I feel like a lot, uh, a lot of things are, would be achieved under socialism that, uh, like, I feel like under socialism, we might end up being able to get to the point where we make robots or androids that do all the manual labor and basically leave the humans to all the abstract concepts well, and stuff. And I, I think I want to, we need to have a whole conversation about that because that is, that in my opinion is, in my opinion, as as myself that is a form of slavery uh because we don't know whether or not the android or machinery unless we literally give them like time off and shit but yeah no it, yeah go ahead well how can you how can you enslave a machine as in like for example do you feel like your computer is enslaved because we use it all the time and we don't give it a break it Dude, depends it so... depends it depends on how and how humanoid the thing is well, Android, not, yeah, Android I, means Android means that you are a human that's added, like mechanical right, and computer right, parts to right, yourself. Wrong words. Like, wrong words. A non yeah. a non sentient robot whose only task is to do manual labor. Like this robot doesn't think for itself or anything. It's just a robot that's programmed specifically to do a specific job, like yeah. the ones in the automo- automotive industry. But we don't we don't have to get into that. Oh, I'm right saying now. we need to have an episode about this. Yeah, that's a yeah. cool topic. Yeah, we we could, and that's probably not going to be right this minute. So. Right. Thanks for everyone showing up. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. I I, I, I had I, a, I, I had a I, good time. I honor yeah. I honor you all. I respect you all, and I and I consider you truly uh, dear friends. Okay. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I consider I consider you to be part of our family. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Ron. Glad. Yeah. And and Ozzy and Ozzy, you're mm-hmm. you're my redheaded stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't got red hair. <laughs> do we do yeah, we have any finishing Do we have any finishing thoughts on the thing we just got onto? I don't want to go. I on literally for a long don't time, remember but... what we were talking about five minutes. You ago. were saying we should talk about a, this for a whole episode, Jared. Oh, oh so he's talking about I, the, oh, the no, robot. not that, not that. Thing. I'm just. I've, I'm just saying any that. finishing closing thoughts. Anybody's got any closing thoughts at all they took I, I away can, from it? Yeah, I can I can say a few things. So I think uh so what I just described, like uh, how like very often we have only a few nodes that occupies most of the resources of the system can be can is also referred to as a rich gas water effect. So and we talked about like how we might uh, weaken that rich gas return effect in our society is by like 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 Ron summarized by building our own communities by by uh, networking right or right by build up networks right is that so wrong? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and also with and also I remember Ron said that. Um, what was nice, at least for me, I think what's nice about socialism is that it, it offers us a chance to rescue, uh, like Ron said, to rescue humanity. Yeah. 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 Uh, one closing thing that I want to say is uh, I think I think capitalism is misunderstood. 
<laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, they have to no, work together. No, no, I'm just, I'm just messing. <laughs> I have one closing thing to say, and it's uh, Evan, you're a clown. <laughs> That's what I thought he was gonna say. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he, want... he's trying to. Ozzy was trying to be like, dude. I think we all we all just don't really quite understand how capitalism, capitalism works. Is the best thing for all yeah, of us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just you just don't see the benefit in like me being able to exploit you. Come on, Evan. Like, come on, Evan. You gotta let me exploit you sometimes, bro. It benefits me. Evan, and then the and then problem... I'll let you exploit me, Evan. Come on, Evan. <laughs> like like there's a benefit here. I exploit Evan. you. You exploit me back. Okay, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, well, Evan. Like like. Just to cite, just to throw in a piece here, you guys that the. You should remember that that Marx and Lenin both uh, recognized that that there was a need, you know, for commercialism. There was a need for uh, a market and a cash flow, and that that socialism and uh, not capitalism to the point where it's corrupt and perverse, but capitalism to the point where people uh, should be able to you know, get some kind of remuneration for the labors that they do or the products that they create, you know, to exchange, to enable socialism to flourish, you know, without, without a, a capital system, uh, it kind of hog ties everything that we're talking about. You've got to have some kind of a bonding. There has to be a bridge in there of some sort until you get it to the point where it can be a cashless society. Right. So, yeah. you know, even Marx, even Marx, who appears to be the, the spokesperson and the God of socialism, modern socialism and Lenin both knew it. They saw it. They lived it. They breathed it. They bled for it. Uh, there has to be a connectivity to it. So, you know, it's just a point where capitalism has become so goddamn perverse. Yeah, it's it, because it needs to go away. That to they both knew. They both knew that it was a that it was a system of evolution where it starts at feudal or it starts yeah. before feudalism, feudalism, capitalism, uh, socialism, communism. It goes through the steps. A stage, it's a stage, a stage stages of evolution. Yeah, development. A yes. st- a dis- yeah, a stage of development and. and- that's what I meant when I was kind of pushing back a bit on, I mean, I think that I kind of was just reading into some of what everybody else was saying or that I thought they were saying earlier, no, but yeah. No, no, like, not, not, not Evan, you're wrong, you're wrong. Uh, capitalism is uh, a good, exploitation of others should be uh, a thing that we should keep. It's only natural. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I think that there there is a place, like like I was saying before. Yeah. When There's a place for exploitation. No, it's not about exploitation, you bitch. I'm saying, I'm saying to you that in order to provide for everybody, you know, we may have to use a little bit of capitalism at, until we can figure out how to move past it. That's all I was, right. that's all I was okay. saying. But it's coming. You know, we don't want to just, I, I just crush. Wrap, I, go ahead. I want to. I want to put a wrap on this, you guys. We need to wrap this up. But I just want to say that. Uh, on the for the fans who are here in the in the studio audience and on their way out, uh, make sure that you stop by our merchandise stand. Ozzy <laughs> has a nice selection of Billy clubs, Billy clubs, whips and chains. He's got some shackles that you might want to use. You know when you take your employees, you know 
and kick their asses. You want to handcuff them first so they can't fight back. But that's right. uh, yeah, that's the end of that's the end of the program for me, boys. Okay. And girls. Right. No, no worries. I, I love you all. Have a good night, guys. Love you. I also have a, I, I, I also have spike collars so that way your employees can not kill each other. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? There you go. <laughs>